0: So you guys like coffee? Well, good, because we've partnered up with the best. Blackout Coffee Company is America's best small batch coffee. The true patriotic roasters of freedom nectar that lets you stay on your grind all day, every day. Blackout Coffee Company offers signature blends, single serving coffee pods, and several types of loose teas. You can order those as needed, or you can join a monthly subscription. Head on over to CigarStoreEdiot.com, look for the Blackout Coffee Company link, and make sure you use promo code ROB. W10. That's R O B W 10 for some immediate savings. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is
1: still alive.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Cigar Story. Idiots. I am Rob, and I have with me my good buddy Arlo. Hello. Somebody asked if you was Arlo something on Facebook the other day. Arlo,
1: that ain't got nothing to do Jenkins. With,
0: I don't know. <laughs> I was got like, no, that was role.
1: Mysterious bruise. That ain't me.
0: Yeah, I was like, no, Arlo Stinchcomb. I, I don't know. I don't know. I. I have I've slept since then, so um, what's happening brother? what's going on you ready to ready to dig into some uh, local uh folklore murders and mysteries there's a lot of backstory that I did not know about this so, I, I found out a lot of things that i I was unclear of as well you know so. we just
1: read or at the time, hell I was a whopping seven years old right I, and that's right after. The Atlanta Child Merge, too. Yeah,
0: I mean it was it was pretty it's damn back fresh. to back. Yeah, it's fresh. So but yeah. Um, before we get on that, we uh, we had to make a move um, to from our Instagram page. So Instagram, we were trying to bulk that thing up, and they were giving us a lot of cookies in a lot of ways. That uh, a lot of different tools that we could keep our listeners engaged and things like that. And for whatever reason, like, it, it seemed like every other day I was getting a notification that, uh, that somebody was, somebody got their feelings hurt on something that I posted or people were, uh, I, I don't know, man, it, like we gained a ton of followers. The podcast has grown off of it since we've done that. Um, but this week I had, uh, they had jerked our monetization, uh, tools away so we could no longer monetize. And uh, they also kind of threatened to close our account down. So we immediately uh decided that we would go back full force on Patreon. And we should have never – and that was my fault, and we left Patreon because Patreon didn't have as many – um I mean, it's easier to get to a gazillion people on Instagram as opposed to Patreon. So that's kind of where we went in that direction, but it, it was a mistake. I did sure fill out a
1: survey on Patreon about a week and a half ago. They are looking to expand – Basically, they're looking to turn Patreon into a platform to bring in business. I gotcha.
0: And well, that's good for us. I mean,
1: it's in the early infinitesimal stages. But as a creator, if you have a patron, a a decent Patreon following, they're looking at offering a lot of stuff like uh, videoing, uh, hosting. There's a bunch of other stuff that survey took forever, Really? But I think what I remember, they're looking at like $9 a month, but you get a crap ton of stuff. Like if you, if it was up and going, you would have been able to just roll your Instagram into that and never miss a beat. Okay.
0: Well, what we've done and what I decided to do is our Patreon is $2 a month. Like that's, you know, that's, to me, it's fair for what we put out there right now, and it may go up in the future. But as of right now, it's two dollars a month. Uh, and the new thing is what we've always been trying to do since in, since we've started this whole thing uh, was video episodes. And so now I've I've <laughs> I'm tech tarded, if you will. So I have figured out how to put videos uh, out onto Patreon. So if you're you will see this episode on Patreon uh, if you uh, want to. You just you can actually still go to our social media, any of our social medias, shoot us a message or go to cigarstoreediat.com and shoot us a message and I'll send you the link. Uh and you'll get all the all the perks and the bells and the whistles for two bucks a month. So um if you see the camera start, it just continues to shake. Michael J. Fox is not here filming this thing. It's just that that device we're using uh to hold our camera is not super sturdy. And so I keep bumping the table. So I apologize on that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if we just didn't, we, 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 we were not following protocol. Uh, and if that it means that stuff all the time, and if that though. means wearing lipstick and a dress and, uh, throwing feces at, uh, moving cars, I don't know that we, we were not going to do that. And, uh, we were not going to slut the page out either, so to speak. So, uh, those things seem to last forever. And they, I guess people continue to make money off that. But uh, we just kind of went in a, di- a different direction. And I think it'll be better for everybody. It'll be better for our listeners in the long run as well, too. So y'all just stay patient, and we'll get that thing rolling. So um, now that we've got through that, what we should do now is get to this. On today's What the Florida. We're not in Florida. We're actually going to take you to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty much as Florida as you can get. Uh, a man in Kentucky, uh, which is uh, in Louisville, was the, the largest city, facing criminal charges after allegedly shooting his roommate over a dispute. Shot, shot him in the ass. Because he ate the last Hot Pocket in the refrigerator.
1: And I almost this week, because we knew about this in a group message with our good buddy Heater, for, who lives in Kentucky, right? was at the grocery store, and they had Hot Pockets two for five boxes. Mm. And I almost took a picture and said, hey, you think if I ship this
0: to you, you can get it to that old boy? Yeah. <laughs> Keep yourself safe, man. We'll send you some Hot Pockets. So you got Clifton Williams, 64 years old, was arrested on assault charges Sunday as he was accused uh, of shooting, or he accused his roommate of eating the last Hot Pocket. Then he attacked him. And then following that, he shot him in the, butto- in the buttocks, uh, according to the Metro Police Department. Uh, according to the police, Williams started throwing a fit, and then he started throwing towels after he realized the man uh, had uh, the microwave turn, the last microwavable turnover had gone missing. He was so irate that then he uh, shot him in the butt and then he tried to escape. And his mugshot's the best. He's grinning like a possum eating briars. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with this guy? Uh, He's on probation for contacting the victim uh, who was taken to uh, uh, Universal, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana, (laughs) Louisiana, Louisville, it sounds like a Louisiana story, a hospital uh, for non-life-threatening injuries, and his bond was only $7,500. It was a superficial wound. He shot
1: him in the ass. Some pa- the government kept all that money for the million-dollar wound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is like a Forrest Gump story if I ever heard one. He's eating so, that
1: ice cream, and then Lieutenant Dan dumps it in that metal urinal thing, bedpan. Yeah,
0: I I drank thirty-seven of them Dr. fives. I got up, pay. It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's just funny as hell. So, heater, stay safe up there, man. We got some deals on Hot Pockets. So we'll send them your way. Yeah, man. So, um, here's something that came across today. I don't know if you were big fans of That 70 Show. Did you watch that? So Danny Masterson was one of the characters, and he's a red guy with the, with the John Lennon glasses. He's a big Scientologist. He also is guilty of rape on his retrial case. About time. And he will go to jail now, so it looks Thank like he's, he's... He don't got another shot to shake it out, so...
1: He, the, the problem is, and I've not looked into that you know, in quite some time, but it was one of those, like, everybody knew... Yeah, it's one of them seedy Hollywood deals.
0: Like, they knew it, just keep it quiet. And as Ricky Gervais say, he's your friend. Shut up. Shut and, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, But yeah, it's uh, that's probably just one of a gazillion things that goes on there. And if the hammer drops on
1: that one, I guess, it'll be it'll like start Bill rolling. Cosby and it'll Tiger start, Woods.
0: Yeah, it'll start rolling. The other stories will start rolling out. So, I mean, we even came back to, we watch American, well, not American Horror Story. Um, What was it? Uh, Stranger Things. So, what Stranger Things? There was a girl in Stranger Things that stepped away from acting altogether. She quit. Yeah, so. Because, I saw because that. the producer wanted had, to know her underwear. Yeah. Wanted to well, see it. Yeah, wanted to see it and also told her that she could get a, a better role, more speaking lines if she would. Uh, Slob the knob or something, something sort of that. So, yeah. Yeah, play. Uh, yeah, she said, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah, she did. And I'm I, glad. Yeah, kudos to her. I wished uh, it was easier for. More women to just kind of walk away from it.
1: Well, I saw a clip from when Corey Feldman was on The View when Barbara Walters was still there, and he she totally goes for Hollywood side. Yeah, and she goes. Why so would what you are say you these say these terrible yeah. things about? She these goes. People. What are you saying to these these parents? He said, uh, "Don't let your children out of your sight and understand there's predators out there." Yeah. I mean, he was. It's a whole industry full of them. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. And yeah. then there was somebody else that said that they were trying to warn people about hollywood and it wasn't mel gibson or how about the one i sent you with ricky schroeder remember him on silver spoons well um dawson's creek the blonde-headed guy that was in
0: uh james vanderbeek yeah he released one too yeah so there i mean these guys are coming out talking about it you know it's uh but it's career suicide and you remember joey lawrence that was on blossom his brother i can't remember is it matthew lawrence it seems like his name was he gave this whole um, interview on how he was propositioned multiple times by directors in big movie roles. And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. And it's like, well, okay, thanks for coming in. There's a guy that has a
1: podcast and, um, he's the one The his famous clip is I'm not in the business of making employees. I'm in the business of making motherfuckers. Yeah. And he's got the, he's got the, Goatee and the beard. The I've shop, seen that shop. guy. Yep. He had about a three minute video I saw where he puts in to perspective why Target, North Face, Coles, Bud Light, all of them are doing what they're doing. And
0: it will make you think. Yeah, I saw the same thing. You're talking about where they're. It's an ECG. CEI. Or yeah. And now, now there, there's a CEI and the DEI. Uh, the CEI is corporate. In DEI's diversity Uh, education, uh, I I can't. uh, Basically, he
1: said that they're by boycott. He said he didn't say not to boycott. He said you just have to understand they're to get these companies to get paid have to go along with these whatever the initials are. Yeah, he said. But what you don't understand is the drivers and the salesmen are the ones that are going to lose their jobs. Exactly. And and he had a great point, but at the same time.
0: They get all these breaks from the government. Tax uh, funding, things like that.
1: It's a double-edged sword. I mean, either the public doesn't, and that's capitalism at its best, either the public doesn't drive your product and sinks your ass, or they turn a blind eye to it and more shit like this keeps yeah. happening. And I hate it, but I will say this, and if you've ever been a salesman for a beverage, whether it's beer or soda, those those companies are hiring Left and right. Yeah, I mean, they're still hiring. I've been out of Coke for six years, five or six years mm-hmm. now, and they're still hiring drivers, or they're still hiring, you know, entry-level positions. So it's not like, while it would suck, and I say this all the time, at some point your beliefs outweigh your paycheck. Right. And if they don't, what does that so say?
0: Your moral compass is broken. Yeah. So
1: I mean – it's a humbling experience to go from a nice, comfortable salary to something that you're like, well, we might be looking at that double wide down the road for
0: sure, or <laughs> shit that car, that cardboard box over there by the shrimp boat. Yeah,
1: I <laughs> mean, that's a real,
0: that's the reality. But of that's it today. the
1: thing. I think the more of these companies that the, I would have countered that guy's argument with go back to the unions, then mm-hmm. because then the union would have stopped it that's right before it ever got anywhere
0: you know ups is in a little bit of a pickle a pickle right now so
1: oh i meant to say this on a couple of episodes ago fedex has changed their shipping of alcohol really yes oh you can now ship alcohol heater yes as long as there <laughs> is an adult 21 or older to sign for it i
0: know a guy that'll sign for it right here just uh let me know if you got any uh so Any yeah, good stuff you need us to sample. If you, want,
1: if you want us to sample something that you can only get in your town, full blown review right here. <laughs> yes. Don't cost
0: you a penny other and than shipping.
1: You just let us know when it's shipped and the tracking number, and somebody will be here to sign for it that's older than 21.
0: Exactly. We will take but care of it. Yes, they
1: have changed. I was made aware of that a couple of weeks ago, and I meant to tell you when we did the other episode. But that's exciting. Uh, exciting to know. So Yeah, no more pipe bomb looking packages on my front. <laughs> Some steps.
0: things are changing for the better. So I don't know. So. Um, we have made a decision, uh, Arlo and I have been talking about this, and of course we still have the episodes that we're gonna cut up, and, 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 I mean, it's just who we are, it's what we do, especially when Ed's here, um, but we've got so many like murders in our area and people are just like, Hey, you guys thought about covering this. You guys thought about covering
1: this. And a lot of times like we get it on our podcast. I'd really like to, for y'all to cover John Benet Ramsey. Do you understand how many times that's been covered? A hundred thousand. But they times. want your take on Sure. It. And so. They like your sexy ass
0: country. Well, not me, like but boys. yeah, they
1: do like our country, but we, they we're, not, we're top world. 10 in
0: Guyana. a boy.
1: <laughs> Why Guyana? I don't, know. I don't know. Jim Jones still running around.
0: <laughs> he is somewhere. Down so,
1: there. um, Those are the types of cases. So when it comes to these local cases, we're both fully aware of the raw nerve endings that are still out there on some of these cases. There is no disrespect. We're going to try to be as impartial as we can and just give you the facts and keep our opinions out of it. At the end, we will give our opinion, solely our opinion. And in one of the cases that we're going to cover, it will have a lot of first-hand knowledge of things that went on after the crime. However, if we just dance through the tulips, you, you know, my thing is this, you can either be offended and learn something and have an open mind that we would cover something of these stories, or you can be closed-minded and you don't have to listen to that episode. Sure. It's not that we're trying to alienate our audience or alienate people in the community. That's not it. There's things that have gone on in the case tonight. Thank God. The governor
0: of Alabama weighed in. Absolutely. And she was like, no, yeah. it ain't happening. So in this one, we're, we're going to talk about, we'll be talking about Alvin and Judith a. and Neely, uh, in, in, a, in the, in the next couple of episodes, we've got another one that we're going to talk about. Um, Judith Ann Neely was up for parole; she was denied. Just what you were talking about, with six it, days with the ago. Governor. Six days ago. Well, the next case we're going to talk about, this individual is up for parole as well this year, 2023. So it's not the fact that we're telling this to open up fresh wounds and make people feel feel bad about it, or or, or, or you know break open you know hard feelings again. But we just don't want people to forget how terrible these people were. And when you're coming up for parole, we want people to remember, feel it again. Make sure somebody feels it again. So at the end of the day, if if there is a bleeding heart somewhere that's trying to, they can, they can push the right buttons to get this person out of jail on parole because it's been what, 30 something years. Um, if they were an accomplice to the murder, like drove the car that
1: didn't, and they didn't know, like I'll use the, the suicide, uh, it's probably been almost a year now those three guys one guy killed himself and the other two were convicted of murder because they were there when he committed suicide that was a travesty of justice that was terrible and those poor fuckers lost half their lives yeah they yeah they should yeah. have been let exonerated go. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter at, and this is a slippery slope too I can assure you they probably tried everything they could not to get him to play Russian roulette sure and when the gun goes off, you can't put the bullet back in the this gun. This is done. It's a wrap. So. And so those types of cases, we will be in the forefront of championing and those individuals being set free. And we'll get into the the other case next week or in the next week, whenever we do it. There's a, a level of evilness that um, people have – and it's similar to what um, was discussed with Ted Bundy. Right. right. There's a split personality there. And when that
0: switch is flipped, there's nothing behind those eyes. Sure. We so. call it shark eyes. I mean, he's, they, there's nobody home. The lights are on nobody's home. So there's a lot of master
1: manipulators out there that hide behind a pretty face and a soft word. And... Those are the, I feel like, the most dangerous types of people. Sure, I do too. They're super manipulative. Nexium yeah. comes to mind. I mean, he said all the right things and was ugly as hell. God almighty.
0: Could you imagine, though? We even talk Velcro about. shoes and volleyball knee pads. So we even talk about, it too, like that people that, like Hitler, or you got somebody like Jim Jones, or you got somebody like the Nexium guy. Well, they Could said Dorothy
1: Appuente. To an extent, was that way. She was rubbing elbows with the governor of California, senators out there. Hell, she had eight people buried in her front yard.
0: Could you imagine how if things would have been so much different if they would have used that for something positive? Like if they would have used that whole that charisma, all that charismatic way they carried themselves in a positive manner. Imagine how many how many great things could have got done. And know? the the sad thing
1: is, in Jim Jones's early life in Indianapolis, he broke the color barrier. Yeah, he went to those white advocate. only. Businesses and said, "Look, I can pack this restaurant out twice. I'll turn this place over twice. You just have to allow them to come in and eat, and they did. And so then the color barrier in inner city in Indianapolis was broken. He, if he had stayed that course, instead of chasing
0: the what in the world happened to him, dude? He was he went it's that, it's the, the, guy, that whole, the guy, the guy, narcissistic, sure.
1: yeah, personality yeah. You know, and and." That's like David thing. Koresh. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, Same thing. He he could have done, I don't know if David Koresh could have done anything, but he could have been just left alone. Sure. Sure. You know, when it comes down to, I think the other thing is this, take the ATF out of that situation. If Department of Children's Services had been called because of 14-year-old brides, then, yeah, let's get that sick fuck off the street. Absolutely. That, and. I think that's where people kind of misconstrued why we cover some of the cases we cover. And I'll tell you, and I got real emotional when I was in Arkansas, I got to talk to the lady and Jennifer Buchholz who Rob and I did an interview with her on the Zodiac when that first broke. And they thought that um, they they didn't think how they are on the right track with who they think is the Zodiac um, I got to talk to her and her husband and author George Jarrett about the Rebecca Gould case that we covered on our podcast way back in the Which early Which was? Days, like was episode 40-something or um, 63. Mysterious, Mysterious Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> um, when I found out that she, they had arrested, no, I'm sorry. It was before I had found out they had arrested someone. We, uh me, I take my son to um, a guy's place out in Arkansas to duck hunt every year, every January, and so they had to do something for about an hour. And I was like, "Hey, let's go see if we can find Rebecca's grave." And I was overcome with emotion there. I, I didn't know her, and that's how the the story I'm trying to convey was that that I conveyed to George and Jennifer and Jennifer's husband Jesse. Her pic, There's a picture of Rebecca in a little white. Well, I don't even know if it was a white car, but she had blonde hair. She was about five foot one, five foot, weighed 125 pounds, soaking wet. But her personality was the same as a girl that I coached in softball that died tragically in a car accident. And I don't know if it was that I made the connect, my brain made the connection, but their personalities seemed to be the same. So I, when I saw Rebecca's case, Megan's personality is the one that took over. And so, like, me and my son are in a graveyard in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, trying to find a gravestone. He's on one end. It's spitting sleet. It's so cold. And I didn't realize at the time, but I had found her, and I put my hand on her gravestone. And when I did, I guess he saw, and he come over there, and I was bawling. Yeah. And I think he was 16 at the time or 15. And um, it's just one of those things where – While We got the story out, and that was another thing I was going to say. Um, A lot of people, you know, why are you doing a podcast? Or why why are you writing this book about this certain case? It's because there's a lot of things that we get handed or cases we're told about, and we did one in in, um, Albany I'd never heard of, and it's a huge thing down there. But it's just our audience gets to hear that story for the first time. So we're keeping that story alive. The victim alive. I didn't, our podcast didn't make or break that case. However, the lady that gave us that case, she was behind the scenes with everyone else trying to get that piece of shit arrested. And he eventually was, but that's my thing going back now, circling all the way back us telling these stories. It's not to, to gash open these, to rip the bandaid off. It's for people to understand there may be some similarities between these behaviors leading up to something that you may be going through. And then there's people out there that has that sixth sense that just knows just feel it. Yeah. That's my, he's lying. Yeah. Or they're they're She's lying or, you know, something's not right. And so it's more of an, just make you aware of certain situations.
0: And how many times have you heard, uh, or even we've said, uh, you've been somewhere and you run into somebody that lit this from your neighborhood or it's in your area? And we all say it's a small world. I mean, there's no telling how many times, you know, somebody's let information out, even on a podcast or in a book, and they people relate to, oh, well, that reminds me of, it sounds like so and so that lives. Two counties over from here. Speaking of small world, I travel all the
1: way to Rogers, Arkansas, which is about 30 minutes north of Fayetteville. And there's a lady that is a crime scene investigator in Marietta. And she had sent a team of cadaver dogs to Jessica Van Zant's case in Albany. And the only reason she saw me was because I had this Georgia hat on. She goes, hey, go dogs. (laughs) And I was like, are are you from Georgia? And she's like, yeah. I mean, we're an hour and 15 minutes away from each other.
0: So so, it's it's, it's a small world, man. 12 hours away, we meet each other. So. Yeah. Well, let's dig into this thing. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, this happened. Uh, when was this?
1: This went September down. September 25th, 1982.
0: Which I was uh, I was a youngster myself. What was I? It's like, 74, 82. What was I? I? was five, six years old. Um, but I was scared to death. Like, I was terrified uh, to go to the mall. Like, uh, we had a mall in our area called Riverbend Mall. Had the best arcade. It was Aladdin's Castle. It was the best, and I would go eat with my crazy grandmother at Morrison's Cafe.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> it was where River Bend Shopping Center is at now. It would have been the
0: back ass end of Panera Bread, right? Where yes. you could walk straight yeah. into the yes. arcade. Yep, yep. Because you walk in, the arcade will be on your left, and then Morrison's Cafe is on the right. Yeah. So we would go eat, and I would, I would like take one for the team. Go eat with my grandmother. Uh, knowing there's a $5 that, bill yeah, about to get to Yeah. Changed. Yeah. I was about to go stro- strolling straight over. And, uh, but I was scared. Like I was scared to go to the arcade. I didn't want to go. I didn't, I didn't want to leave my parents' side because, because of what had transpired. So we'll go ahead and we'll take a look at Alvin Howard Neely Jr. Uh, he was born in July 15th of 1953. Um, he was a petty car thief. He was like, he stole cars, petty thief. Uh, he, he kind of was always in trouble. Um, he was married and he met this uh fifteen year old girl. Uh and her name was Judith Ann Adams, and he immediately became smitten with her and he left his wife and had eloped with his fifteen year old girl. Uh Judith Ann Neely was actually born in Murfreesboro, Tennessee in nineteen sixty-five uh she had lost her father he was an alcoholic he died in a motorcycle accident when he was nine so she kind of already was uh had some trauma right out of the gate as a, as a small child um and she actually uh she she wasn't such a wasn't such a uh i don't know a productive member of society uh at that age either she'd been through some things and she lived in some homes actually some children's homes so she she runs into Howard uh, Alvin Howard Neely, and they he leaves his wife. They end up eloping, and when they do that, they're just kind of like a like a what a Dirty South Bonnie and Clyde. They're just That's like,
1: exactly the way it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. So they're they're breaking into vehicles, houses, uh, robbing st- like convenience stores. Just 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 running wild, sleeping in in and out of their vehicle or sleeping in hotel rooms. Just kind of on the run, running around causing problems, and. uh She ended up getting pregnant and she got pregnant at, and she was pregnant with twins. And they said that she continued, they continued their crime spree, um, all over, all over the Southeast, uh, I guess kind of in the tri-state area, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. And, uh, she actually gave birth. She actually was, they they actually had caught him and she was arrested. But she was so young, she went to go to a uh, youth development, like YDC, Youth Development Center. And that's where she actually had gave birth to her twins. Now, she would go on after
1: authorities investigate this whole ordeal. She had a ton of aliases, pseudonyms, nicknames, whatever she... Now, keep in mind, this is back in the day that CBs were... A thing. A big old thing. Uh, she went by CB handles Lady of Sundown or Lady Goodyear. Also, the Bride of Frankenstein. Boy, was that telling. Yeah, it was. Um, she was also known by her maiden name, Judith Adams. And of course, her upbringing probably didn't help matters, but her dad was a construction worker and a raging alcoholic. Um, who passed away in a construction accident at the grappled age, or when she was nine years old. So her mom gets arrested for delinquency of a teenage boy and then basically turns to prostitution to make ends meet. So when Judith was 15, she met... Mr. Alvin, who just happened to be 27. Oh, well. You know, AJ nothing but a number here in the South, I guess. Apparently back in the day, they said he was he, as large as most football players, but a little pudgy.
0: Yeah. And his it, cornbread was gooey in the middle.
1: I'm yeah, sure. it was. And if you see a picture, we'll probably post one, but
0: um, mm, mm, mm. Match made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: I don't, I just, there's not a whole lot to say good about either one of these
0: but um she even when uh she was in the the, the youth the, the, easy for me to say the youth detention center um she when she had got out there was a, a gentleman named ken dooley he was the uh one of the employees there he was shot at he was shot four times and the following day another employee there linda adair her house was firebombed with molotov cocktail
1: that's what i had not i did not know about the shooting they had shot I didn't either. him yeah but they had rendezvoused over the CB and then he goes in and it's a basically a comedy of errors with these two geniuses. But yeah, they had firebomb. That's what I was telling you earlier before we, that whole firebombing thing, she got on the phone and called and then they had the, t- she called YDC to see if a certain teenager was there and, Kind of like the Mm Murdals, it tells you they're going to record this. Yes, so they have her voice, and so they play her voice for that guy that was shot, and he's like, "Yeah, that's the same woman." Mm -hmm. And so then they start piecing together that, "Hey, these are these
0: unseeming crimes are related." So, yeah, she uh, she had called in. Well, they said it was a female voice that had called in and said the claim that they had been sexually abused at the YDC uh neither of those victims could identify the call, uh, identify her identify her voice. I swear I got my porky pig pills on me today well, you
1: know before the molotov cocktail that guy's home was shot drive by four times shot into it four times yeah I like he's fucking crazy yeah
0: they both were like off the grid crazy um they both went to jail uh and then they had rendezvoused when they rendezvoused out of jail it seemed like their petty crimes and their their car you know, stealing cars and things like that uh, had escalated.
1: Yeah, uh, they were into like holding up convenience stores yep. and other bullshit.
0: So when they got they got together, um, it, things took a it took a real nasty turn. Well, uh,
1: let's see what his was. Night Rider, that was his CB. <laughs> oh, of course, Lady Sundown and Night Rider on the got your ears on. know
0: yeah, they like uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say. It. I'm gonna leave it alone. No, 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 no. You don't.
1: And here's the thing. They would always get on the damn CB. That, and here's another. They would get on the CB looking for booze. I guess if they were. With her being under, I don't know. Lloyd
0: wasn't dry.
1: No? Not then. I remember going to the liquor store, sitting sure. in the parking lot, waiting for fucking ever. But
0: What about the part of Alabama they lived in, though? I think that was be dry. It. Yeah, that's got to be it. Hadn't Shit, they're crazy. still. Still, counties in Alabama's drive. There's a shit ton of counties in Arkansas that you can't buy. Isn't that crazy? What about Tennessee? Where they make? Uh, I guarantee. Jack it Daniels. Oh yeah. You For years you couldn't buy it there. Yeah.
1: Now you could stick your face in that little window
0: and inhale all those vapors and get drunker and yeah. shit. They got some great lemonade up there. I heard Lynchburg <laughs> lemonade. So, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, uh, it was September 25th of 1982. Um, they had went to Riverbend Mall and they they had went there to rob yeah they had robbed robbed.
1: someone earlier either previous week or previous month
0: Mm -hmm. um and they were going to rob one of the stores inside the mall which is pretty ballsy um but instead they they saw a small girl a 13 year old girl from cedartown georgia um her name was lisa ann Milliken, uh and they had saw her uh At the arcade, she was actually one of the residents at the Ethel Harp's home uh, is a facility for neglected and abused girls and boys. She was there with that group in the mall and she kind of got separated from them. Uh, She was in the arcade uh, and then they had coerced her to come outside to go with them, I guess, to a party or something like that. And the girl got in the car with them and then they drove from Rome to a hotel in Scottsboro, Alabama, And Scottsboro, Alabama, from Rome's pretty good drive. That's not that's not a close drive at all. It's it's pretty far. How far would you say that is uh,
1: from that side of Rome?
0: About an hour and a half. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But back then, still though, it was the middle of the night. I mean, I guess if you were hauling ass, which I don't see how they would, because they theorized that there they didn't. There was a guy's put on Lisa because she apparently went willingly because no one ever saw anything. There's like there's no struggle. Yeah, nothing like that. I I don't know it, it. See the other thing is that there's what they're so going back. It says that she had been there with five of the girls from that home and. It, now, I apologize. It was two years earlier these two dumbasses had robbed a woman at gunpoint there the day before Halloween. Now, I the way... Okay, so she robs the lady two days before Halloween or the day before Halloween. She's arrested and spends time in jail right. for the robbery. That's when, yeah, that's when they're in jail. And then she goes back to this. You can't go back to the same watering hole. Yeah. But again corn like he said the cornbread's probably still gooey in the middle but you know they there was a i guess social worker there with those five girls mm-hmm. and i mean it's one of those it, it's one of those parenting moments and we had it happen at home depot and he was just fucking around but he was about four and he thought he was gonna hide in the air conditioners and by god he was Woo. standing right there talking to her and i turned to read the price
0: tag and hit the motherfucker's gone and that's how fast it can go yeah and so oh god i couldn't even imagine I cannot even imagine. Yeah,
1: that we were within seconds of locking that Home Depot down. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. you got five girls, teenage girls, who obviously are out on good behavior, mm-hmm. who have a checkered past if right. they are at YDC sure. or a girl's home for right. delinquents. Yeah. So your head's on a swivel, and you may have been distracted by one acting a fool, and then go b- turn
0: your head to, g- and then it's over. Yeah. I mean, it's gone. Yeah. That's how quick it can happen. Yeah. That's what's so scary. That's why we trying to scare our girls to death all the time, especially now that Cadence is driving. So we, we always kind of – I'm like, hey, you just don't even – you don't realize who's watching you when you're out doing what you're doing. So, And it's this situation here. That, that hour and a half drive to Scottsboro, I don't know what happened on that drive. I would think they probably was feeding her alcohol maybe on the drive there to kind of keep her chill, loosened up, whatever. But just think about
1: back then, once you clear, because they would have went, they'd have had to go back through town to go to Scottsboro because you wouldn't have went through K-Spring then. No, way. no, you would have had to go through West Rome. Yeah. Yeah, that way. And then cut up. There's nothing. Back yeah, then, especially back then. There was, that's what I'm saying. saying. Nothing there. I did, was that Kroger and West Rome open? Because that was a big deal when it first opened. That was the last sign. Pat, well, Putt-Putt was it.
0: Yeah. I the mean, last before, sign of life out there yeah. in west room yeah but that
1: kroger was it
0: mm-hmm. because there' nothing nothing past that it's all dark
1: and at 82 and it so it's already dark so you're saying let's say 9 p.m they're in scottsboro say by 10:30. but between sundown and that's the thing that arcade stayed open as long as the mall did and then towards the end of the mall they had an um exterior entrance and exit that you could come in then they would stay open till like 11 or midnight on weekends Mm -hmm. but i'm just trying to picture there's nothing i mean hell there's nothing now right once you clear um the old georgia power plant yeah i mean but back then um the gas station down there that That has all the food. What's his name? Evans. Evans would have been dark because they closed at six. Yep. So there's nothing between them and Scottsboro except that hotel. I mean, because between now we went that way when we left, we went through Fort Payne and got on whatever road that is and went to Huntsville because I refused to go up that new highway between Birmingham and Memphis because it's like, they should There shouldn't be a speed limit because there's fucking nothing on there except one loves truck stop, and there should be a sign, either get gas now or, or die. Get, yeah, because you will not no, make it. <laughs> it, will be, it will be Mississippi before you right, can get it. right But anyway, um, I was just trying to think. You're right. They had to feed her something because it's just an hour and a half in a car, and there's nothing. Nothing. At there's some, nothing
0: now. I mean, at some point, a 13-year-old kid's going to be getting antsy, like wanting out of the car. Or have to pee. Yeah, something's going on. So they had to be feeding her something. Um, man, it only got worse from there cause they made it to the hotel. Um, and then, uh, she realized that she was held captive and they had, uh, both, both of them had raped her multiple times. Um, and then on September the 28th, uh, Judith injected Lisa with Drano in one side of her neck and that didn't kill her. So then they injected her in the other side of her neck with, with Drano. Then into both of her arms, and then both of her buttocks, uh, both butt cheeks, trying to just poison her and kill her. And that Um, still didn't work. Liquid plumber was used uh, in some of the injections. They were, they. I believe I don't want to speak out where else they put Drano into her, but it was
1: neck, back. um, It was so toxic that it boiled the fat under the skin. Um, I'm not even going to yeah it's where yeah that's where yeah yeah, um yeah. they did find when they found her body three plastic syringes and um, mm-mm.
0: so they had injected her with with uh, liquid plumber and draino trying to kill her, and once that didn't work, the poisoning had failed, um they took her to little river canyon, which is another drive, another good drive, probably thirty thirty forty five minutes back to little, little river canyon. Um and then they had shot her execution style in the back of the head and threw her her dead body over the canyon, over the cliff uh, in Fort Payne, Alabama.
1: Yeah, and as night was falling on September 29th, um, police from both Rome and Cherokee County, I think that's still Cherokee County, isn't it? Yeah, they um, maybe Etowah County
0: now, maybe. Yeah.
1: Um, they spotted what it never turns out to be, but what they thought initially was a mannequin in a tree and it was her body. Um, There was a, her jeans were on another branch. So they literally had to rappel down the Canyon wall to Retriever retrieve her out of a tree.
0: Yeah. And if you've never been to little river Canyon, uh if you're not from, from our area or that area, uh it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a Canyon. Like it is a, I don't know how big the drop would have been. They it's, said
1: that, From the top of the canyon where they threw her over to where her body came to rest was 80 foot.
0: Mm. Once that, I mean, and, and again, when that happened, I mean, here I am six years old and Arla, you're about six years old. And we were terrified. Like we did, we were scared. Yeah, I, my parents come up with. The I code would not work. go to the arcade. I didn't want to go to the arcade. I'm like shit. I guess I'm gonna eat at Morrison's with my grandma and listen to her bitch about frozen Maybe roast beef. Maybe she me some Jello. Yeah, but I did not want to go to the arcade. And that was that's when things were real to me as a small child. When I realized that there there was really some evil people in the world. It was evil. Now my parents didn't go into detail about how they did it, but I had older cousins who <laughs> shared with me. The terrible things that happened to this girl.
1: Well, imagine your mom working for the Georgia State Patrol and all of your uh, f- mom's friends had older children. So we, me and my brother were warped at a young y'all, age. Y'all
0: heard it all. Yeah. You've seen it all. So, um,
1: Thank God I don't remember most of that.
0: Unfortunately, she wasn't the only victim they had. Uh, there was a Janice Chapman uh, and John Hancock. were. Uh, they were a young, engaged couple from Rome. And then on October the 4th of 1982, which is five days later from when they threw what do you got 29 30 1, 2, 3, 4, it was five, six days later less than a week they abducted uh, uh judith had abducted them uh telling them that they were going to go to a party they were all going to a party together and so they had they had went with her and then um,
1: under the guise of they were going to go to that party and then they were going to go what we like to call back in the 80s, we're going to go ride around and sip on something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, um, she pulled up into a wooded area in uh, Hancock, John Hancock, not the guy that signed the declaration of independence, but John Hancock was shot while uh, Chapman was abducted uh, and brought back to to their hotel room and where they had tortured and murdered her. Hancock actually survived the shooting, uh, and he was able to identify the Neelys as the assailants, and that's what caught them. Um, If they had not, if they had killed him, who knows how many more people they would have killed.
1: Yeah, there's a book out there, um, and I'll have to find the name of the book, but one of the authors states that this party, that when um, John and Janice show up, there's young children there, and so they're like Buzzkill. Yeah, then I think that's how she was like, Well, since the kids are here, y'all want to go ride around and drink? Let's go to a party, yeah, and in so, the
0: woods with guns. I'll try to basically find out. The, the name of that book if I can pull it up real quick.
1: The um, authority I, I will say this I thought, I don't know if he was Rome police or Alabama. There was a detective, Sergeant Kenneth Kynes. He was assigned to head the investigation into, um, Lisa's murder. Um, but he had kind of put, he, he started lining things up that, you know, the, you've got the phone calls to the YDC, you've got the robbery, you've got a guy getting shot. Um, then you've got this, um, he did his due diligence, and now we'll shit on police when they don't do what they're supposed to, but he did, back then, there wasn't... You he know, did pretty impeccable work. Yeah, for yeah, he, back then. For back then. Because there was no DNA, there was just hunches, and he played his hunches well. He, you know, he, he, and they say it all the time, it's cliche as hell, but he let the evidence lead him to, hey, this. all of these are connected to a certain individual. So, like you were saying, when um, John... They interview him, they play the YDC phone call. And then there was a lot of tips coming in when Lisa first disappeared. And it was them trying to implicate other people. That's how stupid they were. So they have those. And they realized real quick that these tips, the woman on these tips and the phone call to the YDC is the same same woman. So they played those for John. And he's the one that was like, Yeah, that's That's lady, whatever, on CB handle.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and that's the same woman that tonight. So again, you know, kudos to Mr. Kynes if he's still alive. I mean, you did outstanding work. Absolutely.
0: Uh, the name of that book was called Early Graves, and it was written by Thomas H. Cook. Yes, if you Thomas can find Cook. that book. So yeah, that that, that is a book about that.
1: Now he did, from what I can gather, he did like some. Eyeball deep research, like he got in with, he researched the families, he researched each crime, he he embedded himself. That's when journalism was a
0: a respectable, honorable, a respectable, yeah. honorable uh, job. job.
1: And um basically, explained to him, look, you know, I'm going to write a book, but I want to get it right. And mm-hmm. so, I think when you are upfront back then, especially, and and to an extent today, if you if you are a credible human being and you are up front with investigators. There's Now, I'm not saying that they're all going to be like this, but I think they will feed you enough help and help you along because by the time he starts writing his book, I think the, they had been arrested. Mm-hmm. But he did, yeah, they, they say that book is extremely, extremely
0: good. Our, our good buddy Corey Ferguson out of Center, Alabama, sent me that information, so thank you, Corey. Um. Let's get to the arrest and trial. Uh, again, you're talking about uh, Kenneth Kynes was the lead detective on the case. Um, He followed them about three weeks before apprehending them up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, she was arrested October the 9th of 1982, and then Alvin was taken into custody a few days later. Uh, Judith, had decided uh, to be the perpetrator in the Whitey, she... She was the perpetrator in the YDC attacks. And to avoid the death penalty, Alvin pled guilty to murder and aggravated assault in Georgia. Uh, he was not tried for the Millican murder. Kynes actually was able to use uh,
1: John's description along with um, the polygraph. And I think I want to say he was put under hypnosis too, maybe. Yeah, that was probably a thing um, there, yeah he was able to get a composite sketch and Kynes is stated that once he had that sketch in his hand, that's what broke the case wide open. Like he knew now he had a name well, now he had the faces that he could go and the start voices. showing yeah with yep. the voices. Yeah.
0: Um Judith's trial actually began March the seventh of nineteen eighty three in Fort Payne for the torture and murder of Milliken. Um before the trial she actually gave birth to a third child. Um, that trial lasted for six weeks, and she was ultimately convicted uh, for torturing and murdering Lee, uh, Lisa Ann Milliken. Uh, and despite the jury's recommendation to sentence her to life in prison, Judge Randall Cole sentenced the 18-year-old mother of three to uh, to the Alabama's electric chair. Uh, after her conviction, she pled guilty to uh, the Chapman murder as well.
1: Yeah, I was right. It says that John was willing to submit to hypnosis to refresh his memory, so they took him to Atlanta to have it done the only thing he could recall under hypnosis was a bumper sticker that he previously could not re- recollect. Um, but he rode around town with kinds and just basically driving through Rome and up through to Scottsboro and stuff like that to jog his memory. Um, he said that he noticed Cars that looked similar to the ones driven by his attackers, which were a brown Dodge and a red Granada.
0: Granada. You think the bumper sticker was "Keep on trucking" or, or "Shit happens"? Probably the double ladies on the mud flap. Could be. Could be. There was some nice. That was a man bumper stickers. That was a thing. That was that was really a thing. So it was a have a groovy day. If the van's rocking, don't come a knocking.
1: Now the testicles on <laughs> Investigator Kinds are are massive because he brought in Linda and young Kenneth Dooley together in the police station and played the calls for him. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's hard would, to you, would you, would you like to listen to what I got here? <laughs> What'd you think?
0: She's like, uh, <laughs> fifth. And they're
1: saying that there was a grudge, She's playing the card that there was a grudge when she was at the YDC, but why would you attack a teenager in the same situation you were if you assumed that those things were still going on? Correct, correct. You're just an evil piece of shit.
0: Yes, that's all. That's what it all boils down to. So, um, like we said, Alvin was incarcerated in uh, it's like Boston, Boston State Prison uh, from 1983 to his death in October of 2005. Uh, at 18, Judith had become the youngest woman sentenced to death in the United States. She was placed on Alabama's death row, and uh, she had appealed for a new trial, but it was denied in 87. In 1989, the Supreme the Supreme Court uh, actually affirmed her death sentence. And on January the 15th of 1999, Judith was days for, away from her execution. And why this happened, I couldn't tell you. Uh, Governor Fobb James commuted her sentence to life in prison With the possibility of parole in fifteen years, thus she would have a would have had a minimum of a thirty-one year prison sentence if she met parole.
1: And I apologize; it was not the dynamic duo of stupid. It was um, Dooley and Adair, both victims of other little bitty crimes that the two had connected, had committed. That he brought them in and, and played that. So let me.
0: No, 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 but but it all all came out. Like, everything stacked up against them. So um, that was a controversial decision. Um, People were not happy that she had a chance to be paroled. Uh, Actually, it came up for parole January 2014. She would have been 49 to get out of jail. But Alabama actually passed law uh, in 2003 that made her ineligible. And six days ago, is that what we said? How many days ago was it? She was up for parole again, which governor said, nah, son, you're going to stay in there. We're going to keep it right where you're at. We tell these stories because these people have a chance to get out. These people have a chance for parole and we don't want anybody to forget how evil they are.
1: Yeah. He was released on good behavior, I guess. And then she served her time cause she was a minor. Um, when he was released, she he picked her up. They grabbed their children, God bless them, and um, started stealing checks from post offices. So, yeah, they, I mean, were,
0: they were always into something. Like they was committing crimes, like from the get out of the womb, <laughs> committing crimes. Here's how gooey their cornbread was. It's a better way of
1: what I was going yes, to say. Yes, yes, yes. They nicknamed themselves Bonnie and Claude.
0: Oh. Well, that makes perfect sense. And Bonnie was spelled B-O-N-E-Y. B-O-N-N-E-Y? No, B-O-N-E-Y. Bone Bony. E- she was Bony and Clyde. She was Bony and Claude. Boney and Clawed. God dang it. I, well, there's there's up. a name for this episode. Boney, Boney and Claude. And if you yeah. think we're making it up. Just just uh take a look at it. So I don't know. I it's it's stories like these, it just, you know it's hard for me to read it and it's hard for me to believe that it's real but it's even harder to know that I have daughters that I have to worry about that that are out in this world uh cuz the world ain't got any kinder you know as the years go by and so we just try our best to equip them with a the knowledge and give them uh a sense of urgency to just pay attention to what's going on around them and don't engage with certain people now we got to deal with social media it's it's it, or or Check in. at. I'm, I'm checking in at the gas station. I'm checking in, you know, eating dinner at this place.
1: If you want to know more about this, go to Crime Library or type in Crime Library. Don't type in Boney and Clawed.
0: Don't, because you may get something way more worse. You may get a Boney. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> just type in Judith Ann Neely, Crime Library. And, um, it's a little convoluted. there's like eleven pages you have to shift shift through, not sift, but shift shift through. it through so. um these two dumbasses kind of turned on each other in their That's confessions. That's the
0: way it always happens,
1: but even turning on each other, like she was still trying to protect him in some way. yeah, there's a lot of gory details that we're not going to discuss right um there's only two ways your DNA gets on a thirteen year old right um, I just, there's a lot about this. I would like to read that book or would I?
0: Well, the next case that we're going to do is the same exact thing. When they, they pit each other, pit them against each other and one pretty much courses the other to take the, take the heat and, uh, and they did it. Yeah. So. And,
1: but there, the, the next one we have. There's audio recordings of her manipulation. Yes. And that I'm How do they let them call I guess that's the thing. How do you call another with each other? That was the district attorney's biggest problem. Yeah.
0: Because wasn't there I'll have to go back and watch. She must have straight up had some fireworks shooting out of her ass. Like
1: Yeah, like the world like he went deaf when (laughs) he saw her.
0: You didn't hear nothing but that. Pretty much nothing else. Nothing else matters. Emergency broadcast system. Just like (laughs) this is only a test. So, but
1: um, it was either I want to say it was forty eight hours, and I hate to shit on.
0: I believe you're right. It was forty eight hours. Crime documentaries.
1: Even even, Dateline is a little fucking crooked. Yeah, because there's about to be a Dateline episode pretty soon about the Rebecca Gould case, and they have decided not to include. Um, Rebecca. Well, I they're mean, not recording. Well, they're not, yeah, they're not including Jen. They're not re- uh, including Rebecca's dad Um, and George Jarrett. All because the Arkansas state police and the district attorney and the former investigator said they wouldn't comment or they would not be part of the program. Okay, fuck off. You've already, you've, you butchered the case from the get-go, so we'll just shit on you. Yeah, sure. And you will be not be there to defend yourself. Right. Because this is not the only time the Arkansas State Police has shit the bed. The reason I say that is because I remember seeing the Dateline episode on the one that we're going to do next, and I thought, man, there's a lot of shit that I know just from being in the vicinity that they didn't touch on or was an outright lie. Mm-hmm. Then, I don't know if it was, it was within a year, 48 Hours did one, and they interviewed um, the district attorney, and she makes no bones about it, as well as played the jailhouse conversation. And I go back to, how does one convict call another convict?
0: It makes no sense. How do they have cell phones in jail? How do they have a Facebook account? Well,
1: these were recorded, so they were using the old payphone, like,
0: so... I've heard this next case we're gonna do, somebody in jail has a Facebook account. She does. Oh, uh, so does the other one. I wouldn't apparently, surprise me. No, apparently it's a it's a thing. So and none of that makes sense to me. And also you go back to these these uh Judith Ann Neely also did an interview in jail. She did an interview and they made her look just as pleasant as she can be. And shame She's on an evil bitch. Shame on those those groups of people. Yeah, that, because
1: what I was gonna say was like she confessed an exonerated dildo and- and, I mean, she goes fucking hair-by-hair hair detail. Of what she did to her. Of what, what she he did, did to Lisa and Janice. Yeah. I mean. And what he did. And then she, his dumbass, there's some similarities between this case and the next one. He
0: tells police where they can find Janice's body. But I didn't do it. No, they did it. They said they did it. They they both were ratting each other out. Well, That's how
1: stupid other. he is. He drew them a map oh, where man. the body was at. Well, hey, fuck boy. Did he use
0: crayons? Probably. <laughs> from Applebee's.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> you have to know or been in the card to draw a map there, genius. Yeah, you... Again, Kynes is over there playing chess, and these fuckers are
0: trying to get the checkers situated. Man, they ain't even playing checkers at this point. They're playing pixie sticks. Pick up the sticks, boys. Well, man, that's uh, that's about all I got for this 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 episode in this case and uh, this thing. Unfortunately, two people lost their lives. A very you know young girl. Um, so sad. It's it's terrible. And Cedartown, Georgia, is literally fifteen minutes from my house.
1: And it was DeKalb County, Alabama.
0: Was it okay? Yeah, that she's up there around Edward County, Fort Pine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they um but senseless loss of lives and thank God that um that Hancock survived the gunshots because it's like we said, if he had have died out there in the woods uh after getting shot, there's no telling how many more people they they just had a bloodlust to kill and that's that's what they were out doing.
1: And despite what the interview you saw and what we've discussed The jury received the case on March 21st, quite late in the afternoon. By the next
0: morning, they had their verdict. Sure, yeah, nobody was playing around with that, and that's the way it should be now. I feel like we waste a lot of time, a lot of taxpayers' dollars. Uh, These people, these individuals, I think I don't think they're rehabilit, they're able to be rehabilitated. uh, And uh, good riddance to bad rubbish. She was in Wetumpka at the Julia Tutwiler
1: Prison for Women, but. I don't know if she's still there. She's so
0: nice. She scooped up my shit to put on the shingle when I ate breakfast in the mornings. She's just got a good heart. She appealed it all the way to the Supreme Court. She sure did. How How did she think she was going to win that? The U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, thing. the U.S. Supreme Court.
1: Not just Alabama's. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm she, glad she's in jail. I hope she never gets out. Uh, I hope she writes in there. It's just my personal opinion on that whole matter. So. Mm-mm. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, I know how she was commuted.
1: It says right here she was commuted because Governor Fob James decided that she he was going to commute her sentence. Why? Before though? he left fucking prison. Why? Nah.
0: Why though? I mean, that's that's the whole question. Why? Why do we continue to drag that thing out? You know, why? Why? I don't know. It's a lot of questions. Not a lot of questions, but one big question is why. You know,
1: she's such a gooey cornbread person that she attempted suicide in prison and couldn't get it right well she should have had some help mm. she should like epstein did maybe the doors opening how do, here's my question is fat boy still because you know he's roly-poly
0: in it oh he's dead he died in oh did he 2005 okay yeah too bad yeah
1: hmm. there's a lot of shit i could say that Probably wouldn't do us any favors,
0: right? <laughs> <clears throat> we'll, we'll do it all fair, so yeah. All right, man. The next episode we're going to get into. Uh, we'll just go ahead. We've been teasing it. It'll be the the, the Frito Lay murders or murder in Floyd County uh, that happened. Uh, we're very close to this case because I lived in that whole area and actually attended the church that uh, this all was this all started at. Um, and it's a it's a heavy hitter, but we are gonna we're gonna gather as much information as we can. From people that uh, know a thing or two about the situation in the case itself, and uh, kind of where where things are now with with these two individuals. So, uh, and again, we're not trying to do it to to hurt anybody or, or or reopen fresh you know old wounds and things like that. But one of the one of the individuals is up for parole this year. So again, we're trying to use this platform to remind people how evil this person was. In hopes that any chance of parole uh will be thrown out every time she goes for parole every single time,
1: I just think about those well, we'll discuss yeah. it. Then. We'll
0: get to it then. Arlo man it's been a good time. uh it's good to see you as always, and yeah, I'm gonna uh, go punch a wall all right sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take care. see you hey right, later.